thank you so much for joining us on what is the final edition for the 2020-2021 Serie A season of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanza di Tacchio. And this is Giuliano Caleri. And it is Sunday, May the 23rd. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today uh, in what is the final match day for La Serie A. It is now complete. Napoli have blown it. <laughs> Choked again Choked when it matters. Again. Yeah, Milan, 2 nothing win with two penalties. <laughs> uh, and Juve just pummeling Bologna 4-1. to one. So yeah. uh, as the standings... Continuing from Coppa Italia, which we got to congratulate them yeah, with the victory. They won Coppa Italia, so Andrea Pirlo is on fire right now. Two trophies this season. Yeah. Super Coppa Nazionale, Coppa Italia... And uh, has qualified this team for the Champions League. So, not a bad season. Congratulations, Juventus, <laughs> for getting into Champions League next year. That yes. was huge. That was that was huge. And you know what? It was a very exciting final match day. Uh, Napoli fans must be extremely disappointed. That has I mean, to be an understatement. Yeah. Especially that they got knocked out to Juve. Yeah. So, do you want to read the standings? All right. All right, everybody. Here we go. Uh, so obviously, as we know, Inter are Scudetto champions. They finish in first place, 91 points. Milan finish second place, 79 points. So both Milans in the top two. One, two, Serie like the olden days. They're back. Uh, Atalanta finishing third with 78 points. Juventus finishing fourth, 78 points. Napoli finishing fifth, 77 points. Oh, man. Blowing it. Gone into Europa League. Lazio holding Pat in 6th place with 68 points. And in 7th place in the Europa Conference League is La Roma with uh, 62 points. 8th place on level with Roma but just miss out Sassuolo. Roma couldn't even blow. (laughs) Couldn't even lose (laughs) properly. We didn't even want to be in this tournament. And yeah, we couldn't do that properly. But uh, Paulo Fonseca, my hats off to you. Thank you for uh, thank you for what has been an interesting season. It's been a rough one for you, but uh, wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And now the Jose Jose Mourinho era can begin. Um, so many questions. Do we have answers? I don't know. Uh, Inter Milan, we knew right away. Yes, got to lift the trophy today. It was a beautiful ceremony with fans in the stadium. Which is nice. Yeah, which is nice to see. You got you got to hear a bit of the cheering. You got to see the joy in the fans' face. So it was nice to after over a year now of no fans in the yeah. in the football stadiums. It was nice. It was a nice change. Yeah. So enter we knew Milan Stefano Pioli's first time into the Champions League. He is gonna be staying. Paolo Maldini did confirm it a few weeks ago that Stefano Pioli is the coach into the future. So Stefano Pioli, congratulations on your first birth into the Champions League. It is going to be an interesting one. Milan are back after seven years in the abyss. Yeah, they're back. This I mean, was huge for them. Two penalties, like already stated. Yeah. PK Kessi. Yeah. There's only so calm, cool, and collected on both of them. Beautiful penalties. I mean, the only things guaranteed in life these days are the sun rising, death, and Milan penalties, it appears. So, yeah, <laughs> But they were le- they were legit penalties. They were. Great win for Milan. It was a makeup yeah. after that 3-0 defeat. I believe it was 3-0 earlier in the season against Atalanta. So this game was, it was do or die, obviously, for Milan. Yeah. ton of pressure. 
They pulled through. They completely shut down Atalanta. They didn't rely on their offense to win the game. It was a outstanding defensive performance from Kyle yeah, Tomori, Simon Kair, outstanding. Benasser, Frank Kessie, of course, was outstanding. Theo Hernandez, Calabria has to get the shutout. And most of all, Donnarumma being the leader. He is back there. Outstanding goalkeeping yeah. uh, performance. Now let's see if he stays. Well, I think he's going to stay now after that. They're going to offer the money. I mean, there was rumors of him going to Barcelona possibly to replace Ter Stegen, but I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. He's going to stay at Milan now, re-sign that contract, and uh, you're going to have, I, I hope, a, a good Milan team now representing Italy next year in the so. Champions League. Yeah, I think so. Zlatan's back in Champions League next yeah. year. Yeah, next one, Atalanta there. Another great season for them. Yeah, I mean, You Atalanta. can't really fault them for today's game. Uh they, you know, losing in the Coppa Italia final to Juve. Juve just wanted that game more than Atalanta did. And, uh, yeah, you it, going to the Coppa Italia, Juve played amazing. First yeah. half was average. Second half, they came out and pressed the crap out of Atalanta. It was yeah. a Juve we haven't seen all season. Yeah. And they and they brought that today, which yeah, yeah. led into the Bologna game. Yeah. Smashed Bologna 4-1. Dybala playing outstanding. Scored, well, Morata right stole the goal from yeah. him, but... Beautiful right away, setup Juve there. wanted the game more. And yes, Joe Scovio, Juve did deserve to go into the Champions League. So I'm tipping my hat off to you. And might I add... And all the Juve fans. I've, I've already told Christian this, but just for the fans, those are the nicest Juve jerseys I've seen in a long time. They I, feel like they're old school. They look vintage. I love the look of them. Just need to bring back the uh, black shorts, but I love the Juve You need kit. to bring back the old crest, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need to bring back so but it looks good so question about Juve so they're in the Champions League yes does Ronaldo stay or does he go still I know this This is the question I mean because if they didn't make Champions League it, he was surely guaranteed going guaranteed gone I still think I think Man U's gonna have a big push and try and sign him I think yeah. they're really gonna go hard for him uh, Sporting's in that rumor mill as well Champions yeah League. if he's still hungry for the Champions League Champions League the easiest decision I think for him would and I think the more complete team would be Juve. You stay at Juve. The fans, I believe, will be coming back into the stadium come Let's September. Hope. Let's hope. And that will just breathe whole new life into this Juve, having Ronaldo there still. I mean, the guy scored almost 30 goals this season in the in the league. Yeah. So who who gets rid of a 30-goal score? It's true. Now, the other question on the Juve front is, now what do you do with Andrea Pirlo? Andrea the guy's Pir won you two trophies. He's got you into the Champions League. So let me pose this question. Has he been a success this year with those achievements? Or is it still a failure? See, I don't know. I don't know. I think if I'm... Nah, I can't be Andre Agnelli. I can't. I can't. I don't know what's going on in that head. <laughs> you can't get in that head, I no. can't get in that. But if I'm uh, just just from an outsider's perspective on Juventus, and yes, I've I've changed my tone for this podcast because you know what it's it's going to be it's all serious now recapping right because Juve's in the Champions League I think if I'm Juve management I don't think I expected Juve to leave it to the last day to get into the Champions League so that's where the struggle is and you have a guy out there that is gonna be looking for a team that is a more complete manager in Zinedine Zidane you're in the Champions League do you bring this guy in if I have Zinedine Zidane here, and I have Andrea Pirlo here, if Juve didn't make the Champions League, yeah, I think it was sure, all but sure that Zinedine Zidane is going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But now that they're in the Champions League, can Zinedine Zidane bring this team together and bring them 
up to a next level, I'm going to come out and tell you, I think so. And yeah. I think if you have that coach out there, you have to go for it. If anything, I'd say that's Zidane's specialty. If you look at Real Madrid, it was what they were. It's an aging squad, an aging midfielder. Yeah. I mean, you're running with Benzema up top, one of the best strikers in the world, yeah. who's, uh, you know, past 30. You have a veteran in Sergio Ramos. So it's yeah. an older squad. And he made them very competitive, as competitive as this Real Madrid team could be this season. Yeah. Uh, and for me, if I was in Yali, if I had to choose as, you know, Pirlo, I would define his season as a success. If this was his debut season, I think it's a, a success. He's never coached anybody in his life. Yeah. So we got to take that into account. He would, and he was going against managers that have won trophies that have decades of experience under their belt yeah so for me at the end of the season he did walk away with the most trophies in italy he did secure a champions league berth now it's up to the uva board i think they have to make the, the hard decision say pirlo thank you you did what you had to do but this opportunity has just come up we're bringing in zidane the man's won three champions league that's what we want so bad we're bringing him in he can do it that's the guy that can get you and that's who you go with i think you have to if you're juve yeah you have to as good as pirlo's been yeah but pirlo now will will have have, jobs lined up he'll have jobs yes absolutely and maybe one of those jobs is napoli (laughs) maybe because uh that's the next thing we're going to talk about napoli totally blowing it and you know this is if you're a napoletana fan you gotta be furious in Napoli, at the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium. Against a Hellas Verona team that is in shambles. Yeah, desperate out of form, have nothing to play for. Infighting with, yeah, in with the manager and the ownership. Yeah. They got Kevin Lasagna up front, so not too much. Yeah. They didn't even start forward. Kevin Lasagna in this game. They played exactly. Kalinic. They have no firepower up and, front. Yeah, they took the lead, and yeah. Farioni. Former Inter Youth Product scored. Marat, I mean, it was a nice finish. Marat, it was a nice finish. It was more so on high sash. Yeah, George Michael there. He didn't do <laughs> good enough closing down. Uh, Faraoni yeah. just lost concentration. I mean, Napoli, how many times have we said this? They do this all the time. They've been doing it for, for over a decade now. Yeah. They get there, and they just fall off. They can never bring it into the next gear. I don't know why with the players they have yeah. in the form that they're in. This is just another disappointment. We said on the last podcast, this team now... Blow it up. Blow it up. I mean, considering now that the rumors they've been linked with Allegri, do you still blow the squad up? Or can Allegri work a miracle with the players that are there? I don't know. I don't know. We know there's a lot of egos and prima donnas on this team. Can you... I don't know. You got an aging Dries Mertens. This, this squad's aging. You got Lorenzo Insigne that when it comes down to one of the biggest games of his career, he doesn't really show up. Uh, you got gaps up top. Like I mean, you got Oziman, but then after that, who do you really have? You don't got uh, Andrea Patania, who's disappeared off the map. Looked like he was in... The, uh, he's been training at Krispy Kreme Donuts when he came on the field today. But... Uh, but in all seriousness, no, you know, Aussie Man's a great option. Chucky Lozano's a great option. But you got to move on from Dries Mertens. Probably uh, going to lose Koulibaly this year. Probably going to lose Koulibaly because Koulibaly was on his way out to the beginning of the season anyway. Uh, what are you going to do with the midfield? Uh, it's just there's a lot more questions than there are answers with Napoli. So in my opinion, I think this is the perfect time. Blow it up, rebuild. 
salvage some money from what you can because I don't think you can carry this payroll another season without Champions no. League football. I agree, and I don't, and I highly doubt they're going to get Allegri. Allegri is not going to go to this team. No. Real Madrid is the team he's going to go for, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I mean. Allegri doesn't go to teams to bring them up. No, he has to go to an established team. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's he like, makes no, but he makes them peak, right? Like he does. He takes, yeah. he takes these elite teams and gets them to their absolute best. So yeah, and that's what some and this Napoli project is not nowhere near. where that needs to be. So I think Spalletti is the is the more reasonable option, and other other possibilities: Simone and Zaghi which would probably just be a lateral move in my opinion. I really feel for Gennaro Gattuso. Uh, On the brink of Champions League, said he was going to leave, confirmed it earlier yeah. in the week. Now yeah. now he's on he's a CV. A he's never made the Champions League. Yeah. He, he's never he, made he the choked. Champions League. But the one thing I got to give Gennaro Gattuso, I think this was a career-defining season for Gennaro Gattuso because the amount of pressure he dealt with knowing – probably for half a season that he wasn't going to... He was basically like another Paolo Fonseca where you know, you know he's not coming back. He already knew he wasn't coming back. but And then he was dealing with so many egos in the room. And yet he somehow put this Napoli team on a run like no other team at the right time. It stopped a little too, one game too early. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think there's going to be options out there. I think if it's Simone and Zaghi moves to Napoli, I honestly think General Gattuso is going to go to Lazio. So I th- I think he's in that kind of realm, right? He's yeah, in yeah. that kind of realm. I think it would be a nice change of scenery for him, as much as I hate Lazio with all my heart, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what a guy like Ciro Immobile does with like a, a hard-nosed coach like General Gattuso, like... They're the two most hard-nosed coaches out there right now are Antonio Conte and Gennaro Gattuso. So let's see what... And Chiro in the national team under Conte was probably the best Chiro I've ever seen. So maybe that's the kind of manager that Chiro needs right now. So maybe it'd be a good thing if that happens. Lazio. Let's talk about Lazio very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Simone Inzaghi probably moving on to another club at this point. Uh, I don't know why, because they're kind of where they need to be. Uh, is this season considered a success for them or a failure? Failure. Compared to last season, finishing the Champions League places and not missing out. Yeah, it's an outright failure. Yeah. Uh, not looking good. Simone Inzaghi, the project's done. I think it's it's over with. Lotito yeah. doesn't want to invest in this team. Yeah, Lotito's got a lot in his mind right now, especially with try- getting Salernitana sold by June 25th. Yeah, and- and- there's just too much competition for top four spots right now. It is. And that's, Way too that's much. a good thing. Yeah. Oh, it is thing. a good thing. It is a good thing. But Lazio, this team hit its peak and that's it. It's done. Yeah. Unless unless a big you know, load of cash comes in and they start investing and making this team more deep because that's always been a problem we said is they have no depth. This team isn't going to go anywhere. So. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what needs to change. Yeah. Might, might I, can I just ask, what do you think about the situation with Steven Zhang, Inter, Antonio Conte, his camp just came out, said they're willing to, you know, to stay at Inter, but the project has to look good for a big manager. You need a big project. That was uh, what they were stating. Inter did get a, I think, $230 million investment to help pay the wages. Yep. They're still asking for the players to take a pay cut. So there is a little bit of tension still behind the scenes. Conte potentially will leave Inter. What do you think about that situation? I think Inter's a mess. 
uh, behind the scenes for sure. And uh, if Antonio Conte leaves, it means there's no money. It means there's no promise of bringing in other players. Uh, and you're going to see players go. Especially your highest earning players. Yeah, your highest earning with players. with the best value. Yeah. So, unfortunately for Inter fans, this might just be a one and done kind of thing. Which I know that sucks, right? That that is my biggest worry. I don't think they're going to make a dynasty out of this team uh, because of the financial issues. They have to have an excellent season next season with Champions League. Have they have to. to. Have, they have to. to. They have to. So we'll see there. Uh, on to the next team. Roma finished right where we thought they'd be. We're trying to bomb today's game and still couldn't do that. <laughs> couldn't do that right. Um, no, it's okay. You know what? It's it is what it is. Seventh place. Right where we saw them. Next year, we expect movement up the table uh, with Jose Mourinho. So that's really all I have to say about Roma there. Looking at the rest of the table, we already know who's going down. Benevento, Crotone, Parma. See you later. Arrivederci. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think any of them have the capability to literally bounce right back? Or do you think... From what from what I've seen, surprisingly enough, I think uh, Crotone do. If the pieces stay. Yeah, I think Sergio Cosimi is the right coach. If some of the big names stay, if they can replace key you know, players like the goalie, if he can be replaced, but the attacking potential is there. If they can hang on to them, that's another story. But if Crotone, if this squad stays together, I could see them coming right back up. Benevento, yeah, I don't know. I think Benevento, with all the money they have invested in these players, they're going to get into some financial trouble. And they're gonna go. You're gonna see Benevento. I think you're gonna see Benevento. Unfortunately, drop into the lower, lower divisions like City yeah. C. And Parma too. I'm worried about. They're. I know they got new ownership under Kraus American. They want to do the project with the new stadium. I don't know if they can bounce back, but they need an immediate bounce back. If that team gets stuck in City B, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah. They're gonna go right back down again. So we're gonna give out. Our own personal awards, coach of the year, goalkeeper, defender, midfield, forward of the year, best young player of the year, etc. Christian, tell me, first of all, who is your manager of the year? Manager of the year is really a, it's a tough one for me. It's it's a real tough one for me because a lot of these managers had their ups and downs. Stefano Pioli, Gennaro Gattuso, Giampiero Gasparini, Antonio Conte. I know a lot of people think the outright answer is Antonio Conte, um, but it to me it's not because if he was an utter failure in the Champions League, uh, knocked out of Coppa Italia. Really, all they all he had left to salvage the season was the Scudetto, and that's what he's good at. Uh, Stefano Pioli on the other side, he put Milan on such an amazing run, and then it just fell apart. So to me, he doesn't get the award. Giampiero Gasparini, more the same from him. So. To me, Can't win a trophy that man. Yeah, uh, Andrea Pirlo, not the manager of the season for me. Um, for a rookie, great, great on winning a Supercoppa Nazionale, Coppa Italia. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso was going to be my manager this season had they got in the Champions League. He did not. For me, I have a winner, and then I have a special mention. Okay, so yep. my winner has to go with uh, I'm going to say De Zerbi. With Sassuolo, I think this team punched way above its weight, was hovering around the top four for a little while. I know they fell off, but reality sank back in. And uh, they were this close to a Europa Conference League. They really were. Uh, finished level on points with Roma. And uh, I think that Zerbi got the absolute most 
out of the Sassuolo team. There's some fantastic talent in this team in Manuel Locatelli, Andrea Consigli, Domenico Berardi, Ciccio Caputo disappeared off the face of the earth. But the Zerbi had the gall to bring in a very young, bright, young talent in Giacomo Raspadori, and it worked out. It got them bouncing back. So for me, I think that Zerbi got the most out of the Sassuolo squad. They just missed out on a European spot, so they've actually punched above their weight, in my opinion. Special mention is a coach that came in to save the day. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking I'm not talking about the man in the shades. Okay. Um, I think he did his job. I'm talking about Semplici with Cagliari. Literally got this team out of a hole. They were done. They were down and out with the brainless Eusebio Di Francesco, who's sitting in a golden prison right now with his yeah. lovely pay. Um, and all he... It was the same exact players, and all he did was just organize them. And he just kept it simple. And to me, that brick wall defense against Milan last week showed how capable this coach is. And I think he is capable of getting a better team. I'm not talking about a top seven team, but I'm talking about a team like Maybe a Sampdoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even a Sassuolo. For Where we know Ranieri is leaving. So. Exactly. So, to me, my special mention is Semplici. Unbelievable job with Cagliari. So, congratulations. How about yourself? So, before we go to me, yeah. you kind of hinted at it. I think I know what you're going to choose, but the worst manager of the year. The worst manager of the year? Oh, you saved Di Francesco, yeah. hands down. Um, doesn't didn't know what he wanted to do with this team, and that's the scary part. Like this Cagliari team, everybody had amazing pieces. Alessio Cragno in that, uh, a bright and upcoming talent in goal. We're flirting with top five last season. Yeah, before COVID hit. Yeah, Diego Godin, even bringing in Daniele Rugani for crying out loud. Raja Nangolan, Joao Pedro, Nandez, uh, Pavoletti, Giovanni Simeone, like. These guys have the tools to be where Sassuolo finished. They ha- and you can arguably say they had more tools in this squad than Sassuolo did. And uh, Eusebio Di Francesco totally destroyed this team. He did not play this team to its strength. He tried to force his way in, and it bit him right in the ass. So for me, Eusebio Di Francesco, by far the worst coach of the season. I no. agree. I agree with you. So that's my worst coach. Okay. My coach of the year, I'm going to have to give it to Antonio Conte. I think, you know, considering Champions League, yeah, it was an utter failure. I mean, they did leave it to the last day, uh, competed with Real Madrid. At the end of the day, they fell short. It wasn't good. But in Serie A, for what he did with the team that was uh, given to him that he built, we got to look at the players that were brought in. Ashley Young. He's worked with this year, uh, and over the last couple of years, Darmian, Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, these are all guys just from Man U alone, all rejects. He was dealt a team of rejects. Yeah. He made these guys all into superstars again. Uh, he brought up the level in all their game, and he he made every player in that team amazing. I mean, Vecino was out almost the entire season. This guy came back, and he looked like he didn't miss a beat, and that comes down to the management of Antonio Conte, just phenomenal. He's been doing it his entire career. He makes the worst players in the world look world-class. And that's just the gift he's been given. Um, so for me, Antonio Conte finally broke the nine-year reign of Juve, the reign that he started. Uh, he breaks it 
with this uh, Scudetto win with Inter, which is massive. And, I mean, for me, there's no other coach. Just you look at the players he brought up. And another guy, Erickson too. He brought him up. Was a complete failure at Tottenham. And he's made him a champion too. So he's brought so many players out of the best players that have never won championships before. And he's made them champions. And you could see Lukaku, he was crying at the celebration of lifting the trophy because what this trophy meant to him. You know, he promised his grandparents that he'd win a trophy and enters the team he won it with. And Antonio Conte is his favorite coach. So it just goes to show you the relationship that players have with him. What he brings out of his players is next level. I don't think any coach in the league even comes close to what Antonio Conte is capable of. So for me, Antonio Conte, you get my manager of the year award. Correct. Next, we're going to go goalkeeper of the year, and then we're going to pick our worst goalkeeper too. So, Christian, who's your goalkeeper of the City A season? All right. So uh, this, one's a, this, this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one for me. But my goalkeeper of the season, oh, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a name you don't want to say. It's not a name that I don't want to say. It's uh, I'm not going to say Gianluigi Donnarumma. I'm not going to say any of that. Uh, I'm going to tell you hands down. I'm between three goalkeepers here. Okay, um, pick one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a tough one. My goalkeeper this season has to be Alessio Cragno. Cagliari have survived. And I know what you're thinking. How could you pick a goalkeeper that was sitting in relegation? Well, I'll tell you why. Cagliari faced the most shots... One of the mo- one of the teams that faced the most shots in Europe, and somehow Alessio Cragno faced 177 shots, and he conceded only 53 of those, which uh, is a safe percentage of 72.9 percent, and he had as a goals against average every 90 minutes of 1.5 goals, and then uh, a quick special mention: he's not too far off. My man, Emilio Dero, faced 165 shots against for Sampdoria, conceded 54, 71.5% safe percentage. Those, to me, are my two goalkeepers, but my goalkeeper this season has to be Alessio Cragno. All right, and your worst goalkeeper of the year? Oh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I have to say, no, that's not a tough one. Hands down, Alex <laughs> Cordaz for Crotone was an absolute joke in that Uh he, I think he was a big reason that Crotone sat in the bottom for most of the season. Uh, made some boneheaded errors, and uh, his, his safe percentage was, was absolutely horrendous. And I know people can say, oh, well, it's Crotone. They faced a bombarded shot. No, they didn't face as many shots as Cagliari did. They didn't, okay? And uh, that goes to show you that a goalkeeper can make a difference. And Alex Cordaz, your career should be finished. You should be moving on to another team, possibly the lower division. That's my worst goalkeeper of the season. Giuliano, your goalkeeper of the season? So my goalkeeper of the season, it was a toss-up between two. Uh, one that plays for the Rosanero in Gianluigi Donnarumma. He's had an outstanding season. Uh, my guy that's edging him, though, believe it or not, is going to be Andre Cancilli. Okay. 34 years old. It's a swallow goalie. He has stood on his head. He's made some massive saves. He's a big reason as to why Sassuolo finished where they did this season, considering all the injuries Sassuolo went through as well in the team. Consigli, I think this was the best season of his career. And just look at the highlight videos of this of the saves he made yeah. this year. He was outstanding. So Andre Consigli, I can't say much more than that. Fantastic. You know, maybe missing some parts to his game. But in regards to shot stopping this year, I think he was next to none. 
And your worst goalkeeper? Worst goalkeeper is a little bit harder for me to choose. Cordaz is definitely at the near there, but I'm going to lean towards someone who I feel completely just underperformed this year, and it's going to be the Italian international, Salvatore Sirigu. I think yeah. he put Torino in a position they had no... They you had know, no reason to be there. Exactly. They had no reason to be in a relegation battle into the second last week, and it had to do with the goalkeeping of Salvatore. Sirigu, way off the pace this year. Um, and it's funny. Consili and him are the same age. One's going up, appears. One's going down. Sirigu, I mean, I hope he picks his, you know, picks up... Uh, his act and plays a lot better next season. But for me, he was the worst goalie this year, considering where we rank him in the city in regards to the rest of the goalkeepers. He should be doing a lot better. So, Salvatore Sirigu. Okay. Okay. Next. Yeah, go, go. I'll move on to you now. So, let's go defenders. Defenders. So, right off the bat, hands down for me, best defender this year, Christian Romero. I think the guy... Outstanding in Champions League, outstanding in City A. Maybe faded a little bit towards the last third of the season, but his leadership, his athleticism, the way he's able to intercept, the way he anticipates a pass. I mean, we just watched the Milan game. He completely shut down the Milan attack. He was fantastic, and he's been doing it all season. The guy wins everything in the air. you know, And there's a reason why the big clubs in Europe are looking at him. So for me, hands down, Chris Romero, if, if I'm Inter, Juve... Milan, any of the big teams, yeah. that's the first guy I would want in my yeah. uh, starting 11 from the and city. People got to remember this guy was a bargain buy from Genoa. Exactly. Came out of nowhere. So, exactly. Worst defender? Worst defender this year. So, my worst defender of the year is going to go to one of the Parma center backs. I can't pick one specifically, but it was between Bruno Alves and Azorio, uh, the Venezuelan. I mean, they both been out of trash. Uh, they lost their spot to Gagliolio, who is a Swedish international left back. He replaced him in the center back position. So for me, it's going to be a tie between the two of them. Underwhelming. I mean, Bruno Alves, what can you expect? The guy is in his late 30s, late late 30s. Can put, in, can put in a performance, but he's lost his legs. I mean, it's time to move on. Azorio, younger of the two, should have done a lot better. So for me... Those are my two worst defenders. It's a tie. Okay. And so, Christian, who's your best and worst defenders? All right. Uh, my best defender is going to be quite a surprise here. Uh, I'm actually going to say <laughs> it's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with this guy. I'm going to actually go with Francesco Acerbi from Lazio. The guy was an absolute rock for this team, and this team would have finished a lot lower if it wasn't for Francesco Acerbi. Only two ga- two bad games I can say that this guy had the whole season. Um, and one of them was against Bayern in the first leg. And uh, the second one was last game. Um, other than that, the guy has been an utter rock. So I, this is a guy I really hope to see starting for La Nazionale in the Euro in a couple of weeks. Um, so for me, it's Francesco Cerbi. Special shout out where it came close. Simon Chiar. 
deserves a special shout out. The guy was a rock for AC Milan. He really held it together with all the issues with Alessio Romagnoli. He gelled really well and took the leadership role with Ficayo Tomori. Uh, fantastic defending from Simon Kier. Fantastic, fantastic pickup by Milan. Um, worst defender, hands down, Luca Marone from Crotone. Uh, it was like playing a man down every time that guy was on. So the guy was a big hole. And uh, between him and Cordaz, it was inevitable that Crotone was going down. So to me, Luca Marone. All right. So next, we'll move on to the midfield. So midfielder-wise, is this going to include guys that are on the Out wide, anyone that plays in the midfield. Okay. Good. Good. So who's your best? Uh, Hands down. He's technically a forward, but he plays the wing. To me, it's Domenico Berardi, the man, the legend. He will be a legend. Uh, Domenico Berardi was Sassuolo this season. Was Sassuolo, hands down. Um, This team lived and breathed off the sky, and especially another midfielder that came close to in Manuel Locatelli, who by far really impressed me this season. But to me, it was had to be Domenico Berardi, my midfielder of the season. And someone who maybe underperformed? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Uh, A person that really was really, 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 really frustrating to watch when he was playing was Amadou Diawara. Terrible holding midfielder. Big waste of money for Roma. To me, big disappointment. And they got a young guy already replacing him. Yeah. Darbo. Very soon will be Peruzzi. He's actually being adopted by his family. So it's going to be a Brima Peruzzi very soon. Uh, How about for you? Yeah, for me, standout midfielder of the year, Rodrigo DePaul. Again, everyone's searching for this guy. Everyone wants him. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, not to, you don't have to say much about his performances. They've been all outstanding. Uh, my most underwhelming midfielder this year is another Italian international. I don't know how the hell this guy's in the team either. I think he's played more it- minutes for Italy than his club team. The man is none other than Stefano Sanzi. He's been so underwhelming this season. Mr. Glass. Miss, exactly. This guy's injured nonstop. So for me, considering his status in the national team, what he should be doing for me, totally underwhelming. I'm not saying he's the worst, but for me, underwhelming should have, should have had a way better season than he did. So that's for me, my most underwhelming or worst midfielder of the season. Next, we'll move on to the forwards forward of the season. I think, although he was not the leading goal scorer, I think his goals were the, probably the most important, especially for the amount of goals he scored against top seven opposition. Uh, No one came close to him. That man is Romelu Lukaku. Has to be him. This guy was involved in so many of the goals that uh, won into the Scudetto. He was involved in almost all the important goals. He was the linchpin in the attack. If you shut him down, you shut down Inter, especially towards the beginning and the middle of the season. Lukaku was that important to Inter. So for me, he was the most outstanding forward of the City of City season. For me, the worst, we can all guess right off the bat, is going to be Kevin Lozani. The guy was <laughs> just nothing to say. Just yeah. terrible. Yeah, Horrendous performance by Kevin Lozani this year. Christian, you tell me your forwards. I would agree with you 110%. <laughs> but for the interest of this podcast, those are my two guys. But for the interest of this podcast, I'm going to keep make it a little bit different. Uh, so Giuliano has basically echoed everything I felt for Romelu Lukaku and Kevin Lozani. Um, so when it comes to a forward... Talk about a guy 
that was scoring nonstop. Talk about a guy that has a bright future. Talk about a guy that's got the world at his feet. And I'm talking about Dusan Vlahovic. Sco- was basically the only goal scorer for Fiorentina. And uh, f- what a fantastic season for this guy. This guy is going to be something uh, one day. So that's Romelu Lukaku is my forward of the season, but my special shout-out goes to Dusan Vlahovic. Uh, Kevin Lasagna was my worst player, but uh, equally as bad has to go to Edin Zeko. Piece of garbage. See you later. Over the hill. Get out of Roma. Done. You're not my captain. You never were. Disappointing season for the amount of money that they pay this guy. It's an absolute joke. He needs to go. He better not stay. He had one game against Lazio and all and this is the crazy part before we move on. He had one game against Lazio. The whole season he showed up for one game. Okay? And Roma, a lot of Roma fans are saying, Oh, well, we can work with Zeko. He's back. No, he's not back. He's gotta go. That's it. Don't be delusional. All right? We suffer enough. Don't don't be stupid. Let the guy go. Keep Borja Mayoral. He was a lot better than Ed and Zeko through the season. And bring in somebody big. That's it. All right. So next category, last category. Best young player of the year. So we'll say anyone 23 and under. For me, the best young player of the year. In his position, respectively, I'm going to say some uh, guys that came close for me were Vlahovic, Mateus De Ligt. But for me, the best young player of the year for what he showed last year, I thought he was a bit of a liability in the defense. He made too many mistakes. Now he's become a full-fledged international, one of the best ball-passing defenders in the league. It's none other than Bastoni, Alessandro Bastoni for Inter. This guy's game, and this is why I gave Conte the manager there, this guy's game, the mountage changed from last season to this season. It's night and day. He is now one of the best Italian defenders in the league. Last year, he had no business even being in the top 10 Italian defenders in the league. This guy's come leap, leaps and bounds, and for me, lifting the Scudetto is massive for not only Inter, but Italian football. This guy is going to be the future for Italy. So for me... Best young talent of the year, Alessandro Bastoni. We forget, we even forget how young he is yeah. because of how experienced he looks now in the field, how many games he's played that he yeah. has under his belt. So, Alessandro Bastoni, what a year! Congratulations, Christian. Who's your young player of the year? Well, I inevitably it would be Vlahovic. We've already said a nice piece on him. Um, so, I'm going to go with Giacomo Raspadori for Sassuolo, 21 years old, firing on all cylinders now for Sassuolo. Could this guy be the number nine for Italy in the future uh, when we really don't have any number nines? This guy might be the saving grace, mm-hmm. Giacomo Raspadori. Um, and uh, so for me, that's who I'm going to go with. Biggest disappointment, oh, I have, you have to a say. Disappointment oh, too. I do. Yeah, I go, have go, to go. say. And we talked about it at the beginning of the season. The biggest disappointment, hands down, Sandro Tonali. See you later. I agree. I agree. What for, a disappointment. The for, hype around this guy? Yeah, he was. he's uh, obviously still young, but a complete bust. I don't think Milan's even going to look to sign him. Uh, he's going to go back to Brescia, it looks like. Yeah, he was a bust this year. So maybe needs a little bit more time developing his game. Maybe yeah. Serie B. 
He's not what people or, hyped him up to be. No, he wasn't. And we we said that from the beginning. He's too young. He doesn't have that character to no. control a game, to be a top midfielder yet. He needs a lot more work. Yeah. Maybe under the right manager, it will click for him. But I agree with you 100% on that. So, that wraps up City, huh? That wraps up City, huh? Is there anything else you want to leave off uh, with City, huh? With City wise, we're done. That's it for the season. That's it for the season for City But before we finish, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about City of B and the City of C playoffs. Let's okay? do it quick. Yeah. So real quick, uh, first leg for the City of B playoff final between Venezia and Cittadella was today. Venezia coming out of Cittadella one nothing. So going back home with a one nothing. Uh, with a one nothing lead, Cittadella got to do something. They got to pull a rabbit out of the hat here. So, Venezia, one foot in the door uh, into City A. And into the City C promotion playoffs, Buddy did win the Chimdarap Derby against Fudja. Uh, <laughs> but Buddy today lost in the first leg <laughs> against Ferrabosali. Uh, Is that a Greek team? Holy smokes. <laughs> I know. They lost one nothing. Uh, Palermo today, big victory for them. One nothing in the uh, in the first leg for their promotion playoff race. So, uh, the two big teams, uh, Body and Palermo, still in it, still alive. And uh, I know you want to do a special shout out for League One. Yes, I want to do a special shout out for League One and for Canadians abroad. This yes. was a successful year for Canadians. So, just today, League One. The I think it was a nine-year run as well, if I'm not mistaken. Eight or nine years. Somewhere around Petit Saint-Germain is over. Lille, they won. Goal scorer in the game, Jonathan David, Canadian, lifts the Liga and Trophy with Lille. So huge congratulations to him. Big time. Huge congratulations out to uh, Alfonso Davies, Bayern Munich winning again. Yep. Another shout-out, Scott Arfield, Rangers lifting the trophy. Rangers breaking a long trophy uh, drought. And coach, Stevie G. Stevie G. Another shout-out to Boyan, Red Star. He won the trophy Milan in Serbia. Yeah. And last but not least, Kyle Lahren and Itiba Hutchinson with Bashtikas winning the Turkish Super League. So Canadians winning all across all Europe. All over. All over. And they don't, get the, <laughs> they don't get the advertising that Alfonso Davies gets. Guys, look up these, look up these names, everybody. Jonathan David, Atiba Hutchinson has been around forever. So he's a huge rock. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Laren was in uh, MLS with the yeah. Orlando City, yeah. I believe. Went to Turkey and now Went to Turkey and look, he's a he's a he's reviving a his career. Let's champion. say he's doing a, he's doing really good there. Yeah, and Scott Arfield, everybody knows who Scott Arfield is. Yeah, in Canada, but still winning with Rangers huge. is massive. Yeah, this Canadian group of players, it's outstanding. Canadians winning everywhere. So congratulations, big time to the Canadian boys and uh, exactly. So. Uh, for all of our listeners, uh, we will be back the week of June the 8th to start our Euro 2020 coverage. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, we can't wait. We're excited. Um, so this will be our final podcast until that week because uh, we'll be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, we cannot thank you enough for being with us through the whole season. It's been, uh, it's been a privilege covering this podcast with Giuliano for you guys. And uh, we're, uh, we can't wait for next year. We really can't. There's going to be some interesting rumors going around during the Mercato. 
Uh, the CPL is going to be up and running soon. Uh, the Gold Cup that Canada will be participating in is going to be up and running in July. Like, There's a lot to go through this summer. So um, we will be back the week of June the 8th to preview Euro 2020 for you. It's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. It's going to be a little bit of a nice change of pace. By that time, we'll know who the Serie B final playoff champion is, which we'll announce. Uh, by that time, too, we should have some rough idea of who's getting that final Serie C promotion spot because that tournament uh, is uh, is coming to an end as well in the promotion playoffs. Uh, so until next time, everybody, thank you for everything. Grazie tante. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Tifosi. Follow us on Instagram, Tifosi underscore football underscore radio. Follow us on Facebook, Tifosi Football Radio. Send us an email, tifosifootballradio at gmail.com. Yes, reach out, please. We love to uh, yeah. hear from the fans and start Absolutely. a dialogue. So. Absolutely, even if they're criticisms, too. That's it. We'll joke. Take, we'll take anything. <laughs> Send anything. Yeah. So uh, until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi. Yeah, yeah.